This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Don't miss the morning blaze with Doc and Skip. It looks like Josh Duggar had an account for the purpose of having an affair. They listed some of the preferences he had on his account as well. Some of his preferences. His turn-ons include a professional slash well-groomed, stylish slash classy, casual jeans slash t-shirt type. Pretty much like, uh, if you're alive, <laughs> and even that's negotiable. The Morning Blaze with Doc and Skip. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern, on the Blaze Radio Network. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh. So, is North Korea, they all out war yet? No? Oh, they're in high-level talks. Oh, it's all good then. Never mind those rocket fires. Eh, a little rock shell fire every now and then has never hurt anybody, right? Uh-huh. Um, how are you? Uh, you know, look, there's plenty of, uh, plenty of time to talk about politics and, you know, Okay, you know, you got the you got Hillary and Trump, Cruz, and they're, they're, it's all good. It's all good. The one thing that nobody talks about, and you hear it time and time again, maybe about Bernie Sanders being 73 years old. Wow. I mean, Bernie's 73. Think of that. And he's running, so he'll be 74 in if he becomes president, and then almost 80 when he gets out for you know one term. And then you look at uh, Joe Biden. Biden is what seventy-two now. Hillary is a child. The Democratic side, sixty-seven, sixty-seven. And then I looked. I couldn't believe this the other day. Donald Trump. How old is he? Raise your hand if you know. That's what I thought. He's sixty-nine years old. Donald Trump. 69. Now, hey, does he look good? Absolutely. Are, are his suits impeccable? Absolutely. But 69. And I just want to offer this on the table. Just throw it out there for you. I'm just going to throw it out there for you, okay? Ted Cruz, 44. 44 years of age. That's all I'm saying. And what makes Ted Cruz... Look, did you see Ted Cruz, the actress, little Ellen Page activist, tries to ambush Ted at the Iowa State Fair. And Ted, that's what's so great about Ted Cruz. He took it and fought back. And didn't fight back as a dick. He fought back as, uh, I'm a little bit smarter than you anticipated. So take your little TV cameras that you snuck up on me with. I'm busy barbecuing some uh, pork chops here at the Iowa Fair. Uh, Have a nice day. Okay. Bye-bye. See you later. Which I thought was Fascinating. We have the two Marines in Europe, right? Subdue the uh, terrorist on the train. One of them that got injured. They're heroes in Europe. They're heroes. We'll see if uh, they're heroes to the military here at home. Wouldn't surprise me. Oh, they weren't supposed to act like that. They should have 
got authorities and them not do anything wouldn't surprise me. But we'll see. It might be they might not be able to do it just because they are big time heroes in Europe. God love them. So about a month ago, about a month ago, I told you that I, uh, you know, tripped and fell and slammed on my elbow and rammed my shoulder up, and, and then uh, I thought, you know, no problem, be a little sore. I was really sore, so I went to the emergency room, had them X-ray it. Look at it. They said nothing was broken. And, you know, off I go my merry way. I'm like, okay, good. It's going to be a little bit sore. And, you know, here's a sling if you need it to keep it. But, you know, no problem. Just, you know, it's going to be a little bit sore. Goodbye. Get out. Okay, good. So this last month, I mean, has it gotten better? Yes. Is it good? No. I'm telling you there I've just for the last month I was like this is not right. I mean it's not I'm it's not working. I can't move it. I can I pick it up and I'm trying to exercise it. I'm trying to pick things up. So I go and I'm going to I'm going to get a uh MRI and see if maybe I you know maybe tore my rotator cuff in there or something. Maybe something is not right. If it doesn't feel right, it aches barely. It's agonizing. So as I'm setting up my MRI uh, yesterday, which we'll get into, which is a separate story, uh, in the mail comes my bill from the emergency room. Huh. Now, if you'd like to know what's wrong with America, and this is really, I don't know that this has very much to do with Obamacare as it does with we're just going to raise the rates because we have to treat so many people for free. Uh, but I was amazed. All right, so I I go to the ER on a Sunday morning because I figure, you know, I, I, I crashed on Friday night. I spent all day Saturday thinking, you know, no problem. I can, you know, weather through it. Saturday night, I'm like, no, I'm just going to get up early. If I'm just going to get up, I barely sleep anymore, this thing. Uh, I'm just going to go to the ER early Sunday morning. You know, odds are nobody's going to be there. I'll just get in and out quick. And I was right. So I maybe. Maybe we'll say three hours, but it was closer to two total time in and out. Okay, you go in and you say, "Hey, been here before?" Now you fill out your paperwork, yada yada. Uh, you go in, they take you back, they take you to a nice room. You get the nurse, you get the diagnosis, you get the doc. They come back, you go to the X-ray, they get the X-ray tech, you get the X-rays. Then they, you know, they diagnose the X-rays. The doc comes back and they say, "Get out." Right? And here's and here's your copay you need to pay us now. Okay. All right. Now, I have really good insurance. I'm, I'm, I'm so blessed to have that. It's unbelievable. Those of you that don't, I, I don't know what you do. Uh, seriously. And, and I, I, you know, maybe you just go and you just work out the best deal you can. And if you can't pay, you can't pay. I get it. And maybe that's why this bill is the way it is. But... I couldn't believe it. So the total charge, top of the bill from the ER, $2,657.55. Okay, maybe two hours, right? I'll give them three, but I doubt it was even that. Now, before we go, let's go to the breakdown, shall we? Total charges. 
$2,657.55. So here's their charges. Pharmacy, $24.24. And I'm thinking pharmacy. When I first got there, they gave me four ibuprofens. Four ibuprofens, the four 200-milligram ibuprofens. I mean, the guy put them in this little cup, and I looked at it, and I went, uh, four ibuprofens? He goes, yeah. And so, I, you know, I mean, I down, and those things are candy. Not really, just a joke. And, uh, I mean, but 800 milligrams of ibuprofen. I've, had, I've got a knee replacement. I've had two other knee surgeries on my other knee. I got ibuprofen, okay? Don't worry about it. I know what it is. Non-sterile supply, $23.68. I'm guessing, guessing, that's maybe the sling, okay? So the ibuprofen, four 200-milligram pills, cost me more than the sling, okay? Other radiology, diag, diag, in parentheses, diagnosis. Okay, so, you know, I had the x-ray. That was $1,283.94. She was good. Nice new room. That's the new ER hospital at one of the you know biggest hospital places here in Dallas Fort Worth area. They're everywhere, and they they were really nice. I got nothing bad to say about these people at this at this particular hospital. I'm just saying there may be a reason why there's a lot of new buildings around with their name on it. So that cost me one thousand two hundred eighty three dollars and ninety four cents. Now, I'm trying to remember how many x-rays they took. Uh, let's, uh, maybe, you know, one, two, three, four. A dozen at the most and maybe ten. And I doubt it was that much, to be honest with you. I think maybe it was about six. Okay? Emergency, emerge room. Shh, all the way across. $1,325.69. Okay. I'm guessing, you know, that's what? Uh the lady who checks me in, she walks me back to the nice new room. Uh, they what? They have to change the paper sheets after I leave. Uh, the cup that my four ibuprofens came in because they couldn't possibly charge me on the pharmacy from the pharmacy for that for twenty four twenty four. You know, I had a doc check me out. Came in twice. I had the you know the diagnosis nurse and the regular nurse. So okay. All of that. Now, you say to yourself, well, boy, doesn't that seem high? Well, the insurance thought so, too. So as we go to underneath Emerge Room, we go to Adjustments. Adjustments. $1,097.55. So that means the insurance company went, uh, yeah, that's too high. Uh, we're not paying that. Next line, insurance payments, fourteen eighty five. So the insurance said, "Yeah, we're look. Uh, we're going to give you uh, fourteen hundred dollars and eighty. We're going to give you fourteen hundred eighty five dollars." And uh, there you go. Have a nice day. And then uh, you can uh, you still have the copay from the patient, and the patient can pay another forty dollars, and uh, that's all you're going to get. And that's what they're going to take. But they took a shot, right? So there's almost $1,100, and I don't want to say, yes, I do, overcharge. I mean, it's bad enough that the 1485 
was the total. I mean, my two hours at a hospital is $750 an hour. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It doesn't seem unreasonable, I guess. But $1,350 an hour, eh, that seems unreasonable. It does. Now, perhaps, perhaps not. Perhaps, Jeff, if you were dying, uh, it wouldn't be unreasonable, would it? No, it would not. No, it would not because you're willing to pay anything. Right? So I don't know the answer. I'm just saying I was completely amazed at the prices. And I love, you know, my insurance company saying, uh, you know, uh, we're only going to pay you this. So uh, good luck, Apelis. That's what that's all you're getting. And you can go ahead and charge the patient another 40 but uh, that's all you're going to get. So I go to my doc. Something's wrong. Give me an MRI. Come on. He can give me a shot. You know, you can shoot it at steroid and numbing stuff. And I've had those on my knees. Just put it in there. Let's go. Let's see if I can do it. See if it'll get better, feel better. But let's get an MRI, see what the heck is going on in there. Okay. So I call the MRI place. Hey, uh, I've got a lot of stuff going on in the next couple of weeks. We get her done today. Let's get her done. If we can't, well, then it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a little while because I've got scheduling conflicts for the next couple of weeks. So, oh, we can get you in, Jeff, no problem. Uh, you're not claustrophobic, are you? No, not really. Not that I can think of. Uh, you're not over 350 pounds, are you? No. 349.50. Uh, I mean, I say that I'm 800 pounds, but really I'm 349.50. And uh, so I didn't lie. And uh, I've been in the tube before, although I forgot that when I was in the tube before, it was for my knees. So the top half of your body is outside of that tube. They just put your legs down in there for the knees. Uh, I've never been you know, stuck in head first. Whoa. So you, they have a brace, a uh, shoulder thing that your shoulder goes in. And she starts pushing it back and she says, well, you might have to lift your left shoulder a little bit to get in the tube. So as she's going back, I got to lift my arm up. So my shoulder is kind of my other, my left shoulder is kind of turned so that I rolls into the tube. And the tube is like my arm width that's on my shoulder, that's on my chest above my face. And it's right there. I don't know if you've ever been in an MRI tube, but I have a feeling that now I can say maybe I'm a little claustrophobic because that bad boy is right there. Okay. Now. And they give you a little hand thing, right, that you're supposed to push if you're in trouble when they're doing it so that they can say, hey, what's going on, or pull you out or whatever if you start freaking out. So I can't hold that, right? That's all down. That's down on my lap. So we get all the way back in, and I'm, and I'm like, okay, well, this isn't really good. I'm not going to, you know. And then I, I got to slide my arm down my stomach to my waist and get it out of the tube so that she can hand me the little buzzer thing in my hand, Right? And I got my sh- I've got my shoulder in the brace, my right shoulder in the brace, and the tube is right there. And I my shoulder is scrunched up in this tube. And she's like, okay, ready to go? Uh, no. No, you know what? No, I'm not. I am not going to spend 30 minutes in this tube like this. Not going to happen. Okay? So you go ahead and hit the old reverse button on this bad boy. I'll lift my left shoulder up here a little bit. And we're going to pull this bad boy out. Okay? So now I have to reschedule 
to the uh, you know what they call the open MRI, which I've had that before too for uh, you know for my knees as well. I mean, I've had MRIs on my knees since I was 14 years old, X-rays and, and MRIs forever. But uh, I I understand you people that get all freaked out in the MRI tubes because going in head first and now most people are not you know the size of me. I'll give you that. Still though. Still, though, you're in that tube. Oh, man. And so the radiology center, which I didn't know, I'll give you this. They say hospitals own most outpatient outpatient radiology centers. These radiology centers do not use the hospital's name. However, they charge the higher hospital outpatient radiology prices. How do these higher prices impact patients? These prices are passed on to their patients in the form of higher deductibles, co-insurance, co-pays, why pay more for the same exam? So they're owned by using non-hospital names, but they're still charging you the hospital rates. So if you have to get an MRI, just a helpful hint from me, perhaps you look for a center that isn't affiliated with the hospital. But if they are, just make sure that you can fit in that tube and everything is okay. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Because that argument, if you were on there and you're saying you weren't and you're going to sue, that's going to buy you a few nights, maybe a couple weeks. But other than that, beware of false accounts and let's watch and let's hope that there are White House people on there. Jay Severin, weekdays, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. 1-888-900-3393 is the phone number if you wish to participate in this broadcast, listening live on the Blaze Radio Network. Of course, you can download it at any time and take me with you wherever you go. And I can be with you anywhere. So can Michael Pelka, who comes up right after this broadcast. So can Andrew W.K. with America W.K. After Mike. Then after Andrew, Chris Salcedo. Then after Chris, Mike Slater. Then after Mike Slater, Joe Paggs. All Saturdays on the Blaze Radio Network. My gosh. All right, just a reminder. Uh, just a reminder. Uh, think of this. Purchase alcohol. Purchase cigarettes. Open a bank account. Apply for food stamps. Apply for welfare. Apply for Medicaid. Apply for Social Security. Apply for a job. Apply for unemployment. Rent a house. Buy a house. Apply for a mortgage. Drive a car. Rent a car. Buy a car. Get on an airplane. Get married. Purchase a gun. Adopt a pet. Rent a hotel room. Apply for a hunting license. 
apply for a fishing license. Buy a cell phone. Visit a casino. Get a prescription. Hold a rally or a protest. Donate your blood. Buy an M-rated video game. What do all of those have in common? You guessed it. They require you to have a photo ID. Huh. What is not in that list? Voting. You can't have a you can't have people show their ID to vote. That would be completely racist. <laughs> I don't even know why I had to read this stupid list. Of course it's racist if you have to show ID to vote. <laughs> Are you stupid? The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show is on. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Coming up immediately following this broadcast, Michael Pelka and uh, Puro Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Now, I, I can't guarantee this. Now, I, and, uh, and I just heard this through the grapevine that you know the prize today for listening you know, is uh, a stunt brain thumb drive. I don't know that. I don't know that. It's a, you know, I'm told that it was going to be, they were fighting over the gigabyte size of the thumb drive because, well, we, some kind of mental joke against Mike, but they just, they don't know how much memory to put on the, on the thumb drive. But it's possible that you get a stunt brain thumb drive. That's all I'm saying. So, you know, it's possible. I'm not promising anything. So, what do we have? The future is now. So, I lo- I'm reading a story about Comcast and that doing their live streaming app, which is really cool. Uh, you can't, it was, uh, they did it, uh, in a limited release and they thought that people, you know, people really liked it. So they're going to use it. So if you're a Comcast subscriber and you're part of their, uh, what is this? Their, uh, it's their all in one thing that they have, whatever the heck it's called. Um, I had it right here, what they were calling. Anyway, I'll find it in a moment, but they, you have to have the uh, triple play package. That's what it's called. Triple play package from Comcast. So that you have your you know voice, video, home, internet, subscriber, all of it. They want you to, you have to be all Comcast all the time or you can't get this yet. Uh, it's their live streaming. So you go and you say, hey, uh, Grandma and Grandpa, you can't come to the kids' baseball game. I'm going to live stream it from my phone and you can you know watch it on your TV at home. Kind of cool, right? Sure it is. Really cool. And uh, and you can share it with other with all the other Comcast subscribers or yourself, uh, and you know it's really cool. Then I see uh, where Netflix and Google Chrome, this company, has created uh, Showgoers, which you can download the app, and I'm able to uh, watch Netflix simultaneously with someone else who is a Netflix subscriber and has Showgoers, the Showgoers app. So I can be home and watching Netflix with, uh, you know, sitting on my sofa and someone, you know, on the, in the other side of the world or wherever can be watching the same movie with me. 
you know, maybe we G-chat. You know, of course, I'm sure that's what Google wants you to G-chat during the movie so you can communicate or you have them on the headphones of your phone so you can just talk and hear their voice if it's a long-distance relationship. <sighs> watch the same. You both can watch Notebook together. <laughs> anyway, uh, which is kind of, which is really cool. I love it. I mean, we're getting closer to what one of the things that I want would like to have happen with the cable companies, and I and why Comcast should probably be the one to do it. I keep saying Verizon because I have Verizon FiOS, so I would you know be happy with them being the ones to do it, and that's a big uh, big thing here in DFW is the Verizon FiOS. But these all these cable companies should be able to do it. And that is, if I'm a Verizon subscriber, just like Comcast does with all their Comcast, they can live stream, right? They've got the app, so I can live stream. And if I'm a Comcast subscriber, I can know my little URL and go poop and watch Bill's kid play baseball. Okay? Now, why can't I see a show and say, hey, that show is a good show. And Billy would needs to see that show. I send it to him. On my Verizon Fios box, send to whatever Billy's name is on Verizon Fios, Bill18022, or Bill hashtag Billy, or whatever you want to call yourself, and it comes up on his screen. So the next time he turns his cable box on, boop, Jeffy2055 has a message for you. And it comes up, he says, oh, really? And he clicks on it, and it says, I say, hey, you need to really watch this show. And then it says yes or no. So you can say, oh, yeah, okay, cool. And you click yes, and it's on your box right there. And then I can go back and watch it when I want. Or maybe I, I just leave it and don't say yes or no. And because if, it's, if I say yes, then I have to watch it right then. If there's no way for me to save it on my box, and then I watch it right then once I click yes, or it just goes completely away when I click no. Right? And they, someone else should be able to do that to me. Hello, when is it going to happen? Like to have it happen soon, please. Just another million-dollar idea from me. That's all I'm saying. Okay? I love the Netflix app. The only problem with the Netflix app, the showgoers, where you can uh, simultaneously watch it, is that it? Uh, I was reading about it. It's really cool. But once you do, once uh, I say, okay, let's, I watch it uh, myself and Cindy, who's in venezuela right now watching the riots but she's in a safe place now and she's found a place where there's actually internet because she left the country of venezuela and uh she decides that we're going to watch the notebook together because we're still so much in love and so i don't even know if notebook's up on netflix now but uh we're gonna watch that okay and we can't pause it you can't pause it. You can't fast forward it. You both can. You can both can stream it. And you're watching it, watching it together. No pausing. So it's just one shot. So, you know, if you if you hear the the, the bathroom breaks, got to be few and far between in the movie watching simultaneously thing. That's all I'm saying. All right, just letting you know. But the future is going. It's here. It's now. The future is now. IBM, they div- they've just got done talking about a brain-inspired chip. They're close. They are close. Um, it's funny to, to listen to how they describe it. A true north has uh, 
5.4 billion transistors, 4,096 neuropathic cores, interconnected via an intra-chip network, integrates 1 million programmable spiking neurons and 256 million configurable synapses. Oh! Well, good. Good, that's perfect. So it's, anyway, they're getting closer to the brain. Right? They really are. We also are going to have the roll-up screen, which I think is, I don't know, I, I was trying to think of the applications that you would use a roll-up screen. Like you have your phone or your tablet, uh, and it's, uh, it's hard, right? It's, uh, it's brick. It's a, it's a block. It's what it is. That's what you have. Uh, they try to give you, there's some that are curved, a little bit more curved than others, bigger than others. Some phones are tablet size. Some tablets are phone size, whatever. But they're, they're pretty much locked into their size. Well, uh, now, but to bend them, if you bend them, that's kind of cool. And, and, I, and I'm just trying to think of, it's just cool because you're not going to break them, right? I mean, you can't, I can sit it down and it, I can not break it or I can sit it there. But the applications on that is pretty fascinating to have the bendable screen, um, which comes in with the watches, right? You put it on your wrist and I'm able to watch stuff on my wrist. But the screen, if I could scroll, if I could put just like a, a band on my wrist and then scroll through it. So that that's the, my computer, I love that. Love it. I don't have to carry a phone. I can click if it's make it thick enough for a headset, right? This is like pre-chip in your wrist. (laughs) Pre-everything in your brain. But if I could use that as say it's a, I don't know, an inch, two inches wide on your wrist so I can scroll through it, punch, talk. It's kind of cool. I love it. I'm ready to use it. Please bring it on. Okay? Then we have the new reality glasses. They're talking about uh, that could visually encrypt what you're watching. Okay? So the way they're talking about it is you put it on and, and, you know, the information comes up on the screen in your eye. And it's right there and everybody can see it and it's already there. And, you, you know, anybody that's looking at your glasses will see that could take it off and see the information or whatever. What they're saying is that they can now encrypt it so that it's just for you. So when it comes up, uh, you can decipher it and decrypt it so it opens up so you can see it. Their problem with that is is that it takes quite a, you know, it takes, and they're talking about, I think, seconds. It takes, uh, what do they say, uh, combined to the form, visually share, uh, for the user's eye. How long did it take? It took too long for them, and they were saying, and it's really not that long. It just seems <laughs> it doesn't happen right away, uh, so that you have trouble actually focusing on maybe walking or doing something else while you're encrypting that information. So you should be able to, uh, you know, they want you to be able to continue what you were doing. Yeah, you're <laughs> it took subjects medium time of 8.9 seconds to decipher. How can you survive 8.9 seconds? I mean, come on. That is just way too long. I'm trying to think if that's the first time I've actually said 8.9 seconds is way too long, and I know that it's not. You can write your own jokes with that. But it's, we're getting there, right? I mean, we're getting there with the, with the incredible. We've got the, we've got the, you're getting a chip in your hand. You're getting the computer chip in your in your eye, right? So you can decipher, 
and you can download. You can plug in so that you download the information that you've downloaded goes to the main server, and then your main server can update and log in new information to be back encrypted into the chip in your eye. Huh? I am so ready for that. And after all that, the future is now, right? That's where we're at. The future is now. All of that comes back to, hey, want to be a weed critic? (laughs) They're getting ready. We've got weed critics being hired across America. Now, look. Reviewing weed is this one guy's part-time gig. Uh, he doesn't. This one, the one guy. Uh, look, thirty-two-year-old. Uh, he says, "Look, I get paid weekly. I write columns. I review marijuana. Um, it's what I do. Uh, I don't want to tell you how much I get paid for it. Okay, but uh, I practice, and I've got a good system down. I try to keep my tolerance low, so I can actually experience the." The differences between the weeds uh, that I'm smoking and testing and smelling, and uh, I don't I don't read the comments he said. And look, I'm just trying to help people out. All right? I just want people to know what is the good weed, what's the bad weed, and uh, that's it. I'm really good. However, if you think um, that you are worthy of becoming uh, a weed critic. Uh, I don't know how much you would charge to be a weed critic. Um, I know what my contractual arrangements would have to be if I contact these people, but you can contact them. Uh, you can contact uh, editor Bruce Hammond at the at Bruce Hammond at the Oregonian dot com uh, for more for more information. So go ahead and email Bruce Hammond at the Oregonian dot com and say, Hey, Bruce. I want to be a weed critic. I'll smoke them if you got them, baby. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Fisher. All right. My question to you is, is Planned Parenthood closed down yet? Have, they, have we just shut this place down? I, I, I know the answer is no. And this story, if true, is kind of sad. Let it, putting the Planned Parenthood uh, videos aside and the horrific thing that an abortion is. And I just, uh, you know, that is horrible. And anyone who's had a child, anyone who has had lost a child, knows how horrible it is. And if you watch the Dan Andros video, uh, it's up on my Facebook page. Uh, my, I tweeted it the other day. I'll tweet it again this morning. It is absolutely a tremendous video and will make you realize just how horrible the, the abortions are. Uh, this story uh, broke last night. Uh, talking about uh, the abortion anti-abortion group admits to falsifying latest video. The anti-abortion extremists, they're saying that the uh, fetus, the full fetus, uh, was not 
was not an aborted fetus, but it was a miscarried fetus from uh, uh, another baby a couple years ago. And they admitted that it was. It was for uh, shock purposes. Um, they used it without this lady's permission from Pennsylvania. In the story, it says she's not filing any charges or whatever. But it was a stillborn baby when they're talking about um, the fully aborted baby. And the lady is talking about um, uh, the scissors, cutting the face open for the brain, that kind of thing. Okay, what makes this bad is that it gives these evil Planned Parenthood people their little out of they're getting they're getting railroaded and it puts in question the legitimacy of the other videos. Okay, we all know that they're legitimate. We all have if you have seen uh, most of the doctors that work at these abortion clinics. Uh, I'm sorry if, if you've ever seen them. You see them walking into the buildings. You see pictures of them. They have lost their soul. They look evil. If there was ever a time for you to join us and come together and say never again is now, it's Birmingham, Alabama next week, 828. Go to now.mercuryone.org and see what we're doing next week coming up Friday, 828 and 829 in Birmingham, Alabama. Join us. Never again is now. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you wish to participate during this live broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. If not, don't worry about it. Take it easy. Sit back. Relax. Sip your coffee. Light them if you got them. Okay? Relax. Actually, sit on your porch. Enjoy that cup of coffee. and Smoke that morning cigarette and look at the sunrise and say to yourself, I could just sit right here on this porch all day. And then do it. Because right after this broadcast, you've got Mike Opelka with Pure Opelka. Then you've got Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Andrew WK after Opelka, after Mike Opelka, Joe Pags. Sunday, we've got live broadcast for you as well. And then Monday through Friday, I mean, really, just sit on your porch, turn on Blaze Radio, and move on. What do you think? Relax. Take it easy. It'll be It'll be okay because we are arresting drug smugglers left and right. Left and right in this country. And I'm happy about it. Gosh darn it. We just busted. uh, He had 55 pounds of uh, cocaine with him. Uh, He was. (laughs) These guys are amazing. 
he was scuba diving. Uh, and this guy, uh, Padilla, uh, he just scuba diving. He, he, uh, uh, they found a breathing tank and a rebreather. Now the rebreather prevents bubbles from coming up to the surface. So they're already, I mean, they're, they're, they're furling you there and several vacuum skilled gift wrap packages. He was just bringing in 55 pounds at a time. The tunnel, 150 feet long. It began at a house in Mexicali, Mexico, and then ended up under the water of a canal. All right, so they built this tunnel underwater with a trolley system. So they put the they put the drugs on this trolley system, and the scuba diver would just pull it along the pull it along the tunnel underwater till they got into the states. Amazing. And uh, they just ha- you know they happened to bust the guy with the wetsuit on, and then got to thinking. Hey, I wonder how come he's got a wetsuit on. That might be a little, they might have sounded a little bit different, uh, but in my head, that's what they sounded like. Hey, I wonder why he's got a wetsuit on. I bet you he's doing something underwater. We should probably check. And they did. Then, a couple weeks ago, we find that the Coast Guard is making busting submarines, semi-submersible submarines, with huge amounts of cocaine. Huge amounts. Um, They busted the last one with 12,000 pounds. Not 55 pounds. 12,000 pounds. Okay, so while they're busting this guy with his little... Air tanks swimming 150 yards, pulling a trolley with 55 pounds of cocaine. They've got the semi-submersible submarines with 12,000 pounds of cocaine on it. Okay, now they're catching this one. Now, apparently, in the last two or three years, they've seized over 119,000 pounds of cocaine. Think of that. 119,000 pounds of cocaine. Wow. Okay. And that's in the last 10 months of this year. Now, so this year they're starting, I mean, they are cracking down. That's because they have guys like Admiral Paul Zukanov. He said the cultivation, tracking, and distribution of narcotics fuels violence and instability throughout the Western Hemisphere, leaving a path of destruction directly in the doorstep of the U.S. We must combine to make progress in our efforts to combat transitional organized crime networks to ensure the safety and security in our hemisphere. You guys like that in charge? You're busting these guys left and right. And that's exactly what he's doing. Unbelievable. And if you see this, this, you look at the... uh, the tanks and the suit that uh, the Gazzaspedia was using. And, you know, you'd think that he'd have better equipment. He's got the breather and he's got the breathers, but they look pretty rough, like they've been used a little bit. It's like, this is what you get. If you drown, eh, we'll find somebody else. Just go do it. He said he jumped the fence and he was supposed to be helping people come into the U.S. And they said, you know, your job is going to be, uh, uh, you're going to go ahead and swim underwater and bring drugs into the country. That's your job. So... I mean, I guess those guys you don't say no to, guessing, 
Yes, they say, you know, we've got a job for you. You know what? I'd rather do something else. Would you? <laughs> How about die? <laughs> uh, no, I'm good. I could swim under. I could swim underwater in a tunnel for a while, no problem. But the semi-submersible subs are—they're actually kind of cool. Uh, and I—they got to be tough to detect. I mean, if we're catching, think of that. If we've stopped 119,000 pounds coming into this country this year, what's gotten through? I know. I know. It's unbelievable the amount of drugs coming into this country. It makes you kind of want to agree with uh, Coast Guard Commandant Admiral Paul Zuckanoff. The cultivation, trafficking, and distribution of narcotics fuels violence and instability throughout the Western Hemisphere, leaving a path of destruction directly to the doorstep of the U.S., I mean, yeah. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So, yesterday, I'm sitting home, kind of, you know, uh, thinking, trying, I've already worked out my, uh, I'm going to go get my MRI a little bit later in the afternoon. And we, we heard that story, how that worked out. And I'm just kind of looking at stories, and I'm reading some stuff, and i got a couple other stories I'm looking at that we'll get to uh, a little bit later uh, in the broadcast. And I get an email from uh, Brandy, who works on this program. And uh, we hear from her from time to time. And I thought it was my wife, actually, that emailed me first. because, But then I realized it was Brandy because she said, my response, well, then stay the F home. That's my email. Okay. Now, this is... This is a, she's responding to a story that says uh, New Jersey is the least like state in America. The least like state in America. And she doesn't like that. She gets mad about that. Now, my wife, it would be Philadelphia and or Pennsylvania as the state goes. But, you know, she's a Philly girl. So Brandy is a little New Jersey girl. And she's mad that New Jersey is the least like state in the union. She's mad. And she's grown up in New Jersey, and she's got a dog named Jersey, and she's gone to concerts in New Jersey, and she's lived there, and she loves it. And if you don't like it, you can just stay the F home. Go somewhere else, okay? There's plenty of places to go to. And I must say, while I didn't spend a lot of time in New Jersey, because I lived in Pennsylvania when I lived in the Northeast, but we lived kind of like in the corner of Pennsylvania there where New Jersey is right there and then I went into New Jersey every day the capital the swinging town of Trenton New Jersey every day and hopped the train and rode in New Jersey all the way into New York and then back from New York all the way through New Jersey back to Trenton and then drove back into Pennsylvania to live and a couple things let me say I don't think it's I mean, I can understand why people don't like it, because you hear a lot of weird things about New Jersey. And in fact, come to think of it, I have lived in New Jersey, because I lived for like three months in Weehawken, the great city of Weehawken. How can I forget my time in Weehawken, New Jersey? What am I doing? I lived right right there at the beginning of the Lincoln Tunnel, looked across into Manhattan every day, my front porch right there. 
into the city. It was actually a really cool place. I lived on Park Avenue in New Jersey. Uh, and it was beautiful. I loved it. Three-story Weehawken house there on the hill looking into the city right there at the beginning of the tunnel. Hopped the, the bus stop was the last bus stop in New Jersey before the tunnel. First stop on the other side of the tunnel was Manhattan bus stop, which was right there. So I only had to ride it through the tunnel. I mean, it was good drive every morning. Hop on the bus. Got to work with all the union workers that were going to work every day. It was it was fun. Those guys were great standing on the corner talking to them every morning. Tried to get there a little early so you could talk to them. They were the wind, the building maintenance guys in the in the city in Manhattan, and they all were union man. And no doubt about that. And they were some days. We weren't here yesterday. Yeah, they were had us uh, protesting someplace. I mean, they do some business now. I understand they union workers. And they, hey, it's a job. Well, they're I love. I was working. I've been working here for twenty five years. What I do? Okay, no problem, bro. I got you. What do you do? I, I, uh, I, uh, me, I, uh, I grill hot dogs on the corner, forty second and sixth. You just stop by it. Get a dog from me. If you stop by there and I'm not there, I'm on my break. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was okay. Weehawken, it's a nice little place. New Jersey didn't do my, it's okay. You know, Trenton's okay. I know they talk, I mean, I was in, I drove, you park in a parking garage, you hop on the train, you come back. Weehawken, I lived there. I, I was in the city, I was in Manhattan most of the time. Um, you know, I went shopping at a, a tremendous, uh, tremendous Walmart uh, in Weehawken, New Jersey. Uh, and, you know, you just go there and shop. You go to the little mall and shop in Weehawken, New Jersey. I will say that in Weehawken, New Jersey, um, there are a number of people from other countries that I would say are not native New Jerseyans. So it may make people think that New Jersey isn't that great of a place. That's all I'm saying. It's possible. It is also possible that all those houses, when you look, when you're in Manhattan or you in New Jersey and you look up Weehawken, New Jersey, and you see, you see the, uh, the houses on the hill there, those actually are gorgeous, and I, I wouldn't mind actually having one. But they're three stories, and they go into the rock. And, in fact, the one apartment that I lived in, the bed was up in, built into the rock. I mean, the wall was still the rock of the mountain. That's, I mean, that's how they built the house. Now, nah, we'll just leave the rock there from the mountain. That's a fine wall. Don't worry about it. Uh, so, I li- and, and you live there, but those, the, this house that I lived in was kind of run down getting there, and I talked to the owner, and he's a great guy. I love the guy. He was really a nice man. And uh, he was like, yeah, hey, I'm, just, I'm just holding out. All those houses, he goes, yeah, they're all getting bought up. They're all getting bought up by the – this, this is what this man told me personally. Yeah, the Russian mafia has taken over Weehawken. <laughs> so when you see all those houses getting remodeled and looking all pretty, you think to yourself, Russian mob. Because he was like, you know, I, I'm, I'm waiting, and if they make me an offer, i got to say yes. I might say no once. But you're not going to say no to them more than once. They might come back a second time. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm just holding out, trying to 
trying to get the best I can. So that just may be a couple of examples, possible examples, that people would say, man, do you like New Jersey? No, you know what? No. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. That it is. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Uh, to uh, Mark Watkins, uh, at Mark, what is his Twitter handle? E- EO, at Mark EO209. At Mark EO209. Mark Watkins. Uh, asking, I didn't hear you announce uh, the, what Stunt Brain's uh, giveaway will be uh, on Pure Opelka coming up next. Well, hey, Mark, um, I'm sure... Uh, Mike appreciates your promo of his show. Um, I'm sure you did hear it. If you've listened to the entire broadcast, you just want me to repeat it again so that I promote his show. Do you work for him now? Are you one of Opelka's separate little producers that just kind of, you know, just keep pushing me and pushing me? Because I've already said it, okay? His giveaway is going to be the Stunt Brain Thumb Drive. This week, I, and again, I want to reiterate, I, this is just what I hear in the wind. It might, it might not happen. But it's just what I hear in the wind. It's the stunt brain thumb drive because I know that they I overheard them. I snuck in and they were talking and they were going back and forth. They didn't know how much memory to put on the thumb drive because they wanted to represent exactly what Mike was. In other news, a new survey of 2,544 women found that chubby guys are the best in bed. Take that with you. Here are the top three reasons why. Okay? Top three reasons why. Number one, they seem more eager to please the woman than themselves. Number two, they're more caring and gentle. Number three, They make women feel less self-conscious about their bodies. Here are the rankings of all five body types in the survey. Remember, this is a survey of 2,544 women. Number one, overweight and plus-size men. 38% of women say they're the best in bed. Number two, athletic and muscular men. 21% think they're the best. Men over 6 feet tall, 13%. Men under 5 foot 8, 10%. And number 5, slim and petite men, only 9% were best in bed. Remember, 2,544 women surveyed, believe that chubby guys are best in bed. I'm just saying, it's it's not a study, it was a survey. And, you know, surveys are usually 100% right. There's never any question if surveys are right or wrong. They're always correct. 
And this one is proof positive that uh, surveys are correct. It's just the way it is, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's just the way it is. Uh-huh. Just letting you know. <laughs> now, it was uh, that survey uh, was taking place in uh, the United Kingdom. So, some overweight men may think about moving. That's all I'm saying. You might, uh, you might be better off in the United Kingdom. What is the deal with this stupid rebel media video that nobody can solve? Why is it so difficult? I'm telling you, it's amazing. And it is just the way he says it. I know. If you haven't seen it, um, I'll post it on my Twitter feed and on my Facebook feed. But rebel media goes around. They ask questions, they ask questions to people on the street. Man on the street questions, right? The question is, there are 30 cows in a field, 28 chickens. How many didn't? There are 30 cows in a field, 28 chickens. How many didn't? I mean, it's a simple question. It's, everyone should know it. No, and obviously the video, you know, they're not going to show you a video where someone may have guessed it if someone did. But no one in the video could figure it out. Now, I asked my son the question, and he looked at me like the people in the video. So, what do you look like right now? There's 30 cows in the field, 28 chickens. How many did? This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> so, I'm in, this is like a reminder. I'm in my house yesterday with my with my kids and, and my my mother in law and my father in law. All a bunch of you. I mean, it's a simple question. There, are th- I got three people in New York. I'm in the Mercury headquarters in Dallas, Texas. By the way. Uh, Las Colinas, Texas, to be exact, in the DFW Metroplex, home of Mercury Radio Arts and The Blaze. Uh, I have three people that need to work on this show, which I can't figure that one out myself. But I'm just saying there are three people in New York who are working. And they are stubborn. It's like my house. All I hear is my headphones during the break is, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's 30 cows, uh, 28 chickens, and how many didn't? You mean like did not, didn't? Yes. And I just tweeted it, and I just Facebooked it, okay? So you go there. There are 30. I, I, my whole house is, I, I can't believe that nobody gets a stupid thing. And that's, it. there are 30 cows and 28 chickens. How many didn't? Very simple question. Very, very simple question. And nobody, I mean, did you figure it out yet? You can open up your microphone in New York. That's fine. That's why because I'd like to move on, but you're driving me crazy no, not, not being at able all. to figure it out. I counted on you people to be smarter than this. No, I not may, at all. I I'm may s- ask for new people. I'm still confused. 
I may ask for new people, to be honest with you, because I'm counting on better than this. Seriously, there are, tw- there are 30 cows, 28 chickens. How many didn't? 40. I don't know. Dude. Oh my God! Don't don't answer! Don't don't answer! <laughs> this is when you talk. Tell the man on the street with the microphone, I can't right now. I'm busy and walk away. <laughs> All right, I'm okay, walking they'll, out. They'll they'll never put that on the air. And if they do, you're still looking good because you didn't answer yes or no. You didn't answer uh forty. You didn't answer. You just say I can't right now. I'm busy. Thank you and walk away. And then they either if they put that on, they just everybody goes up. That, that guy's smart. And if they don't put it on, you're good. But you don't try to, uh, 40. It's an incomplete sentence. No, it's not. It's a question. It's just a question. It's a question that, as uh, the man says on the video, grade two. Grade two, I believe he says. This is from uh, Rebel Media. Uh, Brian Lilly and our friends in Canada uh, run that site. And it's a, you know, it's a great little question. It's just, you know, there are 30 cows. (laughs) <laughs> 28 chickens how many didn't very simple question i don't trust the canadians very simple <laughs> am i gonna have to explain it please do i mean seriously should i explain it on the air it's kind of embarrassing and i'm gonna I'll let the cat out of the bag if i do that or the cow out of the bag as the case may be um all right, I've got to think about that. I don't know if I want to do that or not. Let's uh, talk a little bit about. Uh, we'll move on, and then I'll discuss. I'll figure out if I want to, you know, hurt Rebel Media's story and give you the answer to the question to the riddle. And that should help, even by calling it a riddle rather than a question. But what do I know? Uh, authorities search the home of famed rock star. What? What's going on? Yes, that's right, Gene Simmons. Now, Los Angeles police say a task force investigating Internet crimes against children served a search warrant at the home of Kiss rocker Gene Simmons. But neither Simmons nor anyone in his family is suspected in the case. I'm going to give you another riddle, and this is from the Jeff Fisher Show. Okay. Who believes... That the police department task force issued a search warrant at the home of Gene Simmons and neither Simmons nor anyone in his family is suspected in the case. Raise your hand if you believe that. That's just a question. It's not even a riddle. It's a question. Who believes that a task force investigating crimes against children served a search warrant at the home of Kiss rocker Gene Simmons but neither Simmons nor anyone in his family is suspected in the case. <clears throat> anyone? That's what I thought. Now, on to Jared, our lovable Jared Subway man. He's fallen from grace way bad. And you all heard the charges and the stories and horrific. I mean, Jared, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? And I I like Jared. I met him several times in Tampa. You know, he was doing charity work. Some of you can use that as, hey, he was doing charity work. He was, you know, and he was there. We interviewed him. We talked to him. One of the last times that I saw him, and this had, I mean, I haven't been in Tampa in, what, five years? So, uh, you know, it had to be at least five and a half, 
six years ago. Uh, he was in town doing something, and uh, you know we interviewed him, talked to him. He was hanging out in the control room for a while, just kind of chatting. And uh, he asked to use my computer. And you know, of course, go ahead, do what you got to do. And he used it. He said, checking his email. Uh huh. So that's a good way to get around uh, some of that whole IP address issues is uh, borrowing computers at different places that you're doing events at. Just a helpful hint from Jeff Fisher. Now, I didn't know this, but they have dogs that sniff out electronic devices. So, like, if you have little thumb drives, which, you know, you possibly might have if you, after listening to Opelkel today, if you are lucky enough to be the winner of the Stunt Brain thumb drive, if that's what he's giving away. Um, and, you know iPads, different computers, different stuff. They have dogs. They have, and a particular dog, this two-year-old black lab that sniffs out electronics, sniffs it out. And they use it for houses that could possibly have equipment that would have, oh, I don't know, child pornography or what was it uh, for Gene Simmons case the uh, uh, crimes against children uh huh okay but uh, the dog came in and was actually used uh, at Jared's house and uh, the officers were able to analyze because of the dog, the dog found 16 smartphones, 10 flash drives, 6 laptops. Now, I know Jared is worth $15 million. I got it. I got it. I don't know who all's living at the house. I don't know who's doing what with who. But I was trying to think if that seems reasonable. If that flash drives seems reasonable, 10 flash drives seems like not really that much. I mean, my wife has, you know, I, there's there's a bucket full of flash drives that have pictures on it from here to eternity on them. So that, that doesn't seem out of the question. Six laptops. I mean, I've got, I, there's two laptops in my house that don't work. They're just sitting there waiting for me to work up enough energy to throw them out. Because uh, I know that oh, that's still got some stuff on it, and someday I'll remember the password and plug it back in and turn the power on and remember how to get into it and you know get the stuff that I want to get off of that. I haven't done that in three or four years, but I will someday, so I'm not going to throw it away. I'm just going to let it sit there and collect dust underneath that table in the closet. Uh, and I've got uh, you know a couple of tablets doing the same thing, just sitting there uh, collecting dust because the charger connection is broken and you know the only way to fix it is to send it back in but they're not under warranty and you know, it'll cost me more than a new tablet would cost but i don't want to throw it away because i might be able to figure out a way to charge it again to get it up and then there's probably some stuff on that tablet that we need to get off of it and so i don't want you know don't throw it away we'll just set it on the table with the other lap the other two laptops and then someday we figure out, remember the password, and get it charged up, and then get back in there and see what was on there. We can download it and save the stuff that we wanted on that tablet. We haven't done that for two or three years, and we haven't done that with you know a two-car garage full of stuff, but we're going to. We're not throwing away anything, okay? We're not going to do that. 
don't throw it away. Save it. Okay? It's the Jeffy Horner mentality. Look, I know we haven't used this stuff in three years. I know. I got it. But we we might. It's possible. So 16 smart and 16 smartphones. Holy crap. Now, that's an issue, I think. Uh, the flash drives and laptops, maybe I see. The smartphones, dee. That seems to be a little issue. Because right now in my house, I think we have, what, one, two, three, four. Okay? And four different people. But 16, mm, I mean, there's a couple, there's, you know, maybe a pile of old phones somewhere in my house, you know, that have the chargers and nobody uses anymore. And again, you can't throw them away because they're cool. And that flip phone, uh, you know, that's really cool and was really cool back then will be cool in another 10 years. So don't throw it away. And the kids can still play with it if they find it in a box in a garage. But I don't want to throw it away. Those aren't smartphones. Those are just old cell phones. Okay. Uh, so 16 smartphones seems to be a little much. But anyway, the dog sniffs them out and got Jared in big time trouble. And I'm very, just another so-called star falling from grace, man. You can't trust anyone. Seriously. And if you believe that someone you trust was on Ashley Madison, yeah, you know, that's right. The Have It Affair website. All you have to do is go to trustify.info slash check. Trustify dot info slash check and you can find out if your email address or someone you love was part of the hack job at ashley madison now back to the riddle from rebel media there are 30 cows 28 chickens who didn't how many didn't figure it out yet do i have to tell you Aaron Hernandez in New York, do I have to tell you? Yeah, yes, you do. Oh, my gosh. Give it to so, me, man. Let so me hear sad. it. So sad. I, seriously, I, I may, you, I mean, I can't, I don't want to do this on the air, but you may want to look for another job. <laughs> uh, 30 cows. Okay, you got 30 cows. You ready? I know, Aaron, listen, seriously, if you're going to join me for the Walking Dead uh podcast that we're going to do once walking dead starts because the new walking dead starts next sunday bro i know i'm excited okay does is it next sunday or this sunday it's actually this sunday it's this sunday right it is it's tomorrow what am i thinking oh my gosh i gotta set my dvr the new one starts tonight or tomorrow oh my gosh <laughs> okay but the pot we might start this week then bro we might have to do a new one for the new one uh, just keep your eye out on blaze radio on blaze.com slash radio we, Aaron and I may have to do a new podcast for the new Walking Dead. Uh, so that may happen uh, come Monday afternoon because uh, that's kind of exciting news. I forgot all about that. Something to look forward to finally. Oh, my gosh. So anyway, uh, and, and it might be just myself if Aaron can't join us and figure out this riddle. <laughs> 30 cows. Yeah, 30 cows. You with me, Aaron? I am. I'm here. Okay. Now, 20. Eight chickens i see what you did there how many didn't (sighs) got my answer got it oh dear lord you're listening to the jeff fisher show the blaze radio network
The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, boy, this last break really just kind of first, you know, nobody gets a little riddle, and then I find, I realize in my own head that the new Walking Dead starts this weekend. I got something to look forward to. So I'm thinking oh, I got to find out to see if I'm right because I thought for sure I remembered. I remember thinking it's before Birmingham, right? Because I come back, we're going to be in Birmingham for Never Again Is Now next weekend. Uh, we'll be broadcasting Friday and Saturday. Uh, Doc and Skipper are going to be broadcasting a special live broadcast next Saturday from Birmingham. Uh, we've got the big walk. You need to come and join us on Friday, 828. We've got uh, uh, tours and speakers and everything going on those two the, for this big weekend. Um, it's going to be tremendous. Go to mercuryone.org and get all the details. Sign up. Come and join us. Never again is right now. But then I come back, uh, you know, we're going to be back on the air Monday from Las Colinas, so I'll be back Sunday. They better not be delaying my flight because I'm going to be back in time for the second episode. So I've, I look, the Fear of the Walking Dead, the new show, right? And, you know, I mean, I'm fired up. They've got something new to watch. However, then I see, I didn't know this. I didn't know this, and this is kind of a little disheartening. It was only signed up for six episodes, the first season run. Are you kidding me? Six episodes? AMC doesn't have the guts to say, you know, go ahead and make 20? Shut up. So it's got to coincide with the opening of uh, the regular, the new Walking Dead, which, you know, hey. Oh, yeah. It'll be coming up in October. And then you've got to put up with the fear of the Walking Dead until then. And then six six weeks. Oh, come on. Anyway, we'll talk about it. Special talking fear of walking dead something we'll call it something so keep your ears and eyes open at that theblaze.com slash radio look at you oh my gosh look at you has anyone told you that you look great today no well you do gone it you do you look fantastic except uh you know you're really not gonna wear that all day are you all right all right Looks good on you. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.